0: Hi friends! Welcome to the Seek Holy Living Podcast with Christis Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. Having multiple children is going to naturally result in some conflict and some struggles along the way. There are going to be different emotions and hurt feelings that happen And while it can result in a lot of challenges, it actually can also be a really wonderful gift because God is going to use these relationships to train your children and to encourage them and help grow them and develop them into the people that he wants them to be. And I am really glad to be able to have this conversation today as part two about sibling rivalry. And I'm talking with Janae Miller. She is a mama to three children who are now 22, 21, and 14 years old. So she has really gone through many seasons of motherhood, but is still in the midst of it, which I really appreciate about having her here, that seasons of children fighting or going through relationship challenges, I don't wanna call it fighting even, cause it's not always fighting. Sometimes it's just the struggle of sinful people living under the same roof in close quarters, that it results in struggles and challenges sometimes but she's not far from it in her motherhood. So I'm so glad to have her here. Janae has a beautiful heart for motherhood. I um, first heard her share her heart for motherhood at a homeschool evening at our church for moms as an encouragement there. And just hearing her that one time, I knew, oh man, she has a beautiful heart for moms. And I'm so glad to finally get to have her here on the podcast with me. If you want to follow her more, you can find her at adore dot abide dot arise on Instagram and be watching our Instagrams because we've talked about maybe doing a giveaway for you that um, stick with us through the whole episode because we're talking about some real practical tools for helping to address sibling rivalry in your home and ways that it can help equip you. And we might be giving away some of those tools that we talked about in the giveaway. So be watching for that. If you have not yet listened to episode one, please go back and listen to that first. It was part one of this conversation. So not my episode one, part one of this recording. It was last week's episode. Listen to that one first because it really lays the foundation about sibling rivalry and the relationship between children and is going to shift your perspective on the second part of the conversation for sure. So go listen to that first and then follow up with this one. So glad to be able to be here with you this week. Oh, I really like that you mentioned the thing about that God chose them for mm-hmm. each other. Uh, I have, even when they're little, I've reminded mine when they've you know been struggling, You know, remember God picked him to be your friend. What a gift that God chose him to be your friend. And I don't hear you talk to friends that way. So you are certainly not talking to him as a friend. That is so sad that the friend God picked to be in our family with you that you're talking to like this. Let's try that again. How would you talk to a friend?
1: Exactly. What would you say?
0: If your friend did that and took that toy, what would you say to them? Whatever it is. So even at an early age, we're actually training a biblical worldview when we're teaching them about how to be in relationship with one another and, um, and there are going to be annoying people everywhere in the world. (laughs) So there are times that yes, your sibling may be doing something uh, thinking about when they're older now to intentionally bother you. You know, they know when I make this sound with my nose, it bothers my brother. And so I'm making this sound. So of course, Child A, making the sound with their nose, you know, needs to be admonished for that. But child B, who chose to respond lashing out, also Mm. gets to be redirected for that because you're going to have a spouse one day who is going to do things that are, even though you don't think it will annoy you, (laughs) you're (laughs) choosing that. One day they will, you know, or maybe that spouse has a parent that does things that annoys you, or maybe the neighbor, or maybe somebody you work with, or maybe somebody you're in ministry with. And so this is the beginning of you learning how to be in relationship with other people who maybe rub you the wrong way sometimes. And that's good. It's not even just okay. It's good.
1: Right, right. Um, And all that you just said, I love so much. And all of that takes time and it Mm -hmm. takes intentionality. And if you're on your phone or you're running kids to soccer and then dance and then, you know, midweek study and all these things that can be good, but Mm -hmm. they're not the greatest at the moment, you don't have the time or the energy to really want to pour into your children that way. And so I think you know, all of that ties together so beautifully mm-hmm. of taking that time because it's a good reminder for us, right? As you're, as you're sharing all of that, I'm like, that's right, that's right. Like, it's a good reminder for our own hearts, too, yeah. of how we communicate with maybe the person who's rubbing us the wrong way. Mm-hmm. But then you take that time to address each child in their specific situations. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because it's not just the situation we want to deal with. Like, yes, we want them to work through whatever this is and not be at each other's throats for everyone's sake, right? (laughs) Right. ultimately, there's a heart thing going on that like, you know, you're purposefully bothering your brother when you do that thing with your nose, don't you? And you can see in their little eyes that they're like, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. even if they say no, like, I didn't know that sound was just coming from my nose. Well, <laughs> that's so strange. That sound has never come from your nose over and over next to any other person in your whole life. So I actually <laughs> now think you're lying to me. Uh, exactly. You know, so you get to you get a chance. You get the opportunity, and that's such a strange thing. It's such a mind shift to realize when you see these things happening. I have an opportunity to train their heart right now, instead of allowing it to be a, Oh, you're driving me nuts. And I get it. You know, when I'm most prone to the, Oh, you're driving me nuts is what you just said. It's when I've got my phone out and maybe I'm, you know, wasting my time. You know, doing something on Instagram that I don't need to do. Maybe I'm doing something super intentional. That's when it actually gets me the most. Is when it's like, <laughs> look, I was trying to order your uniform that you needed for trail life. I've been on the website for 15 minutes. I can't find the link for it. Whatever it is, and that's when the kafaffle arises. It's like mm-hmm. they have a sense to know <laughs> mom thinks she's busy doing something else. This is a great time for us to start at this. Right. Um, And, you know, you want to like throw your phone down and go address what it is, but to pause and to breathe Mm -hmm. and then step in so that you take that opportunity to be able to actually address their hearts Mm -hmm. and whatever it is. Right. Um, Okay. Let's talk about some practical ways to respond to these challenges in our lives. I know I kind of just gave a few um, of ways that I've I've dealt with it, but what are some, what's That you would offer? Um, well, let's just give some tools. What are some tools that you have found to be successful um, in this sibling challenges of relationships?
1: Okay, well, I think the first thing, like you said, is to shift our mindset, right? Mm-hmm. That we, the Bible tells us clearly. I love, you know, Deuteronomy um, about talking to your kids when you rise up and when you lie down, when you walk on the wayside. Like that's, that's really like our whole lives with them, right? It's the whole time that we have with them. And so if we have that mindset that we need to go to the Lord and be filled with the Holy Spirit daily, mm-hmm. um, prayer is huge. Prayer would be number one, because it is by the strength of the Holy Spirit only that we are going to be walking in God's will and and have the strength and the energy mm-hmm. and the endurance to do this over and over and over and over again because yes, we have multiple children. <laughs> yes, and if we remember that, right, the Bible tells us to um, discipline our children. Right, that folly is bound up in the heart of a child, and so this is part of it. And if we go back to the root word of discipline, it's disciple. It's to be a pupil, right? And so it's ongoing that we need to be doing this with our children. So if we kind of change that mindset, I think and be prayerful about it and go to scripture and see what God's word says. Um, I think that's huge. Um, so a couple of things. Um, I think one is we need to be consistent. It is so hard when we are tired or when we're busy, like we've talked mm-hmm. about, or, you know, when um, our society tells us we deserve it, right? We need me time. We need, <laughs> it's all about us yeah. and our, and our feelings, right now, that's a big thing. But um, that's not really how we live our lives as Christian women, right? We give up Amen. ourselves and we live for the Lord and what His desires are. And so being consistent, and I remember when my kids were little, um, Dr. Dobson said one time, you know, a child is the only one who will play Russian roulette with five bullets and a six-barrel gun. If they know there <laughs> is one mm-hmm. opportunity that they can get away with it, they'll do it. And mm-hmm. so it's really not fair to our children. It's not kind. It's not the loving thing to not be consistent. Now we're Mm going to fail because we're human too and still Mm -hmm. struggling in this flesh. But I think we can do a lot better taking out those distractions like we talked about earlier. And another thing I think is super important is to be an example for your children. I think Mm -hmm. humility goes a long way. Asking your child for forgiveness goes a long way. It it makes their heart tender to really hear the instruction that you have for them. So, for example, being on the computer, like you said, and ordering that uniform, and you know, now you got to go deal with this. And so, I know me and my own flesh, especially if I'm tired, I'm gonna be like are you serious right now? <laughs> you know? yes. And I, I could lash out in a tone that is, is not honoring to God and not loving towards my children instead of taking that breath and giving myself a quick five-minute timeout, you know, breathing, praying, mm-hmm. <laughs> But um, that it happens where you have to go to your children and apologize for how you handled that situation and show them in Scripture how it's, it's not the correct way that I was quick to speak and I was, and I was not slow to anger <laughs> and, you know, just pulling in those verses for them, praying with them and not excusing it, but using it as a modeling tool, um, mm-hmm. for them. So I think, uh, going to God's word is huge. Um, I love a book called, um, parent. I did not bring it up with me, but parenting with Proverbs, mm-hmm. um, or in parenting with scripture, are also great ones because you can go right to God's word in under a specific character trait and see what God's word says about that. And, um, you know, the Bible talks a lot about putting off and putting on. So we don't want to just tell them what they shouldn't be doing yeah. and how they shouldn't be treating their sibling, but we want to give them ways then, because if we put off something, we need to put on something, right. Or that leaves that empty space. So, um, so that. Those two resources, I feel like, are really good examples mm. for that. Um, I think it's super important that we use um, the resources, the, the you know, books, movies, um, little podcasts, all of that in very careful ways. I'm very adamant, and um, I speak a lot to this <laughs> because I think it's so important. I'm a huge um, lover of reading aloud to your children. But there's so much junk out there and there's Absolutely. so much you know you only have so much time with your children mm-hmm. and so doing read alouds together that are going to draw them to the lord that are going mm-hmm. to um, model good sibling behaviors there's yes. some ones that that model not so good sibling behaviors and then there's consequences and but those books always draw you back to god's truth and the restoration and the forgiveness process and the repentance process and so just a few quick ones. I love um, Teddy's Button. There's a little book called Sam and Sophie. I love the Narnia series because you've got like a cousin in there mm-hmm. and you've got, a, you know, you've got a brother in there that, um, and how they talk with one another. Um, I think we need to be very careful on... Um, I'll just give a quick example, but I had a friend, this is when my older ones were little, and there was a new movie coming out, and I was shocked how excited she was to take her boys to see it, because she's like, oh, because they relate so much, because these brothers were so rude to one another, and so mean, Mm -hmm. and
0: I just thought, why is that funny? That's like heartbreaking. Yeah, it's not funny. No. And 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 it's laughing. It's making sin excusable, because we laugh at it.
1: Exactly, Mm -hmm. exactly, which is a huge tactic of the enemy. Mm -hmm. And so I said, but but that's so sad. She goes, No, 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 you don't understand because you don't have a brother. But that's how brothers act towards one another. Mm. You know, and it's funny. And I was like, But we're believers in the Lord and this breaks God's heart. Why why would we think that's funny? You know, so I think it's we have been desensitized a lot Mm -hmm. in it. You know, I think parents are a little more aware right now because we've got the whole Uh, agenda and, you know, little animal creatures having mastectomies and all these crazy things going on, um, you know, (laughs) in shows that were not like that when my older ones were little, but, um, you know, so maybe they're a little more heightened and aware of what's going on, but still we need to be very careful in how, Mm -hmm. um, we put these materials in front of our kids
0: we've really, some other ones that we've loved there's um the boxcar children oh, it has yeah. a really sweet and those are that's a, a wonderful book series so if you have a child who's like getting into chapter books it's a wonderful one because then they'll just keep eating it up and mm-hmm. um, and then also i've loved the relationships in the green ember um those are yes. newer and they're good for every age they and the the audio the audio version is really fantastic too if you like audiobooks but the relationships between the way these siblings support each other and they have times where they do falter, they snip at each other, mm-hmm. but then they apologize and they work it out and they like have a tenderness of wanting to look out for one another of this camaraderie that's just beautiful. So mm, I, I agree. That. I remember there was a chapter book series. I don't remember what it was. Because my mom didn't let me read it, um, but, <laughs> but that was one that people would say. Well, as long as it gets her reading, yes, and it was regularly recommended even in the Christian homeschool circle. And my mom was like, "No, they treat this child as though there was a word they used a pe- a pe- as a pest," mm-hmm. and that's part of the thing was the relationship between these siblings and this the critical spirit towards one another. And my mom was like, "Absolutely not. We're not mm-hmm. <laughs> not doing that." So yeah, so yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, kind of. In wrapping things up, if there's a mom who has not prioritized this relate in the relationships between her children, and it really feels just out of control right now, I think what you said. I mean, if 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 it were me, I think going back to spending time in God's word and being consistent. I mean, just the, the these five things you just gave are fantastic. Um, but are there any final pieces of advice that you would give? Thinking, I would really just encourage you that. Mm. what if she just feels hopeless yeah you know if your kids are little i would say
1: just do what we just talked about just start in prayer just start new be consistent slow down take that time with your children encourage them to encourage each other encourage that Mm -hmm. relationship find fun things for them to do together uh, to help one another to leave little notes or drawings for one another Mm -hmm. um If your kids are older, I would say communication is going to be huge to ask Mm -hmm. questions. The older kids have a broader understanding of how different um, things in life affect maybe our moods, especially when we don't have that self-control yet to put it in the right perspective. So when you, like we're saying, you know, child A is maybe very stressed and lashes out at child B and now child B is very hurt Instead of just excusing that and saying, well, you know, they're just stressed, you know, that's going to cause some damage later because that other child might think they don't have value enough to to be, um, you know, to have forgiveness or not forgiveness given to them, but the apology extended to them Mm -hmm. or that relationships just are hard. And when somebody acts like that, you're just out of there, you know, that's not God's design. So you were talking to the hurt child about being sensitive to others, about love covering a multitude of sins, about coming alongside them and maybe helping them. But then you're also gonna to talk to the child that was stressed. and and help them walk along that. Okay, when we're stressed, we need to cast our cares before the Lord. We need to come to that sibling and say, I'm completely stressed right now, but this, will you pray with me? Like there's so many ways we can Mm -hmm. help them bond that instead of letting them use each other as a punching bag. So, and that's going to help model that, you know, in their other relationships in the future. So those older kids, I would say, really sit down, have time and talk with them and give them ways and helps to work through those hard things. Um, And then if you have the, the kids in all the ranges, you know, and you're just like haven't had a handle on this or hadn't known where to start, I think just going to your kids and admitting that we're all in a state of learning, we will never know it all. We're always growing. We're always learning. You know, we're always a mama the first time, the first stage there. And to come to them in humility and ask for forgiveness that you have not done it correctly, but you are seeking God's word. And this is what it says. And this is because this will go well with us. This will go well with all of us if we follow his design. And so I am sorry I have not done well in the past, but here's our new boundaries. Here's the new consequences. Here's It's okay to start Mm -hmm. over with your kids. I think sometimes parents are like, well, I... I missed that boat. So, you know, just we'll just keep sailing on. No, you can stop and change courses. God allows for that and God desires that. So, I think if we put that down before them and communicate, especially with a little bit older child, and say, "Okay, so this is the new thing." And then we go back to what you and I talked about earlier is then you need to be consistent. You need to be mm-hmm. diligent. You need to be intentional. All those things. So, and I think you will be blessed how, how God will honor that with you seeking him first.
0: And when they're older, especially, I think even for certain personalities of kids, even writing it down, like literally on paper, this is what's expected now. And these are the consequences now so that when not being legalistic, I know it depends Mm -hmm. on different personalities. Maybe some kids don't need it, but I know, um, Certain personalities, if it's written, will allow them to be able to really see it and really go back to it so that then when there is follow through mm-hmm. and you're actually doing what you said you were going to do anyway, they're able to see like, oh yeah, that is what they said and that is what I understood and um, and then have to move forward that way. So it's not a surprise. And I think that's yeah. really important what you said is by explaining to them We don't want them to be surprised by this. Like, all right, I'm putting on my boxing gloves now. Let's get in the ring, guys. I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm ready. Like I'm going to, I'm going to pray myself up and I am going to spend time in God's word. I'm going to be consistent and then just have like this whole new you and have them be like, what is going on? But to be able to prepare them and to do it humbly like that also shows that they have a space for, um, a repentant spirit. And that, and even to tell them there will be times that you will do things and you will say, I messed up. I need to try this again and do it in a new way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that gives them freedom to do that when they realize that you came before them in right. that way. So, yeah, and, and that's it's a good not thing. even just, okay, it's good. Yes. Yeah. Again, this is actually, again, this is actually biblical. You're training a biblical worldview. This is living out Deuteronomy. This exactly. is. This is teaching them these things. When you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up, this is what living it out looks like in the day-to-day life. And um, my mom was really good at this, at telling us, you know, when she, messed, when she had to reset something, I'll say. Mm-hmm. And this happens all the time. So if there's an area you feel like, man, my home's out of control in this, don't feel bad. It happens to everyone who's an intentional mother because when you're yes. an intentional mom, you're evaluating things exactly. and you're seeing, ooh, somewhere along the way we got off. Like, mm-hmm. we want to get back on track there. So don't use this as a point of condemnation. Use it as a place of conviction. Conviction's exactly. good. Yes. Conviction is a gift from God. It means we can move forward better. So when you are convicted in one of these ways and you say, ooh, how am I going to do better and you make a new plan, we're I remember vividly, and my kids get it now. Um, when my mom would sit down with us growing up, and she would say, Guys, I need to apologize for something. And I would be like, No, man, <laughs> you don't need to apologize for <laughs> you're doing great. Because <laughs> <laughs> we knew, ah, dang it. She's oh uh, something's say- coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's something that, so like my mom is one of the most godly mothers I have ever seen. Mm. And I can tell you, I can count on more than two hands the number of times that she sat us down and said, guys, I'm really sorry. I realized I've been letting you talk to each other very unkindly. And I am so sorry I allowed that. And we'd all be like, oh no, like Mm -hmm. we're not sorry. We're just fine with it. So just right. be encouraged. Like you are in good company if you are in a place of needing to reset some things. This is the Holy Spirit stirring you. And this is the Lord um equipping you to move forward in new ways that are going to really lead your children to Him and establish that biblical foundation for their adult life and a biblical worldview as they move into adulthood. And um, one other last thing I wanted to expand on. You mentioned praying for them. Um But also realizing if your children are older and they have the Holy Spirit in them, praying that the Holy Spirit will be at work in their heart because the Holy Spirit's work in their heart is what we want. That's our ultimate desire. And so if you are, yeah, in a place of real struggle with an older child who you know has the Holy Spirit in them, spend some time. I would encourage you to spend some time before you even address them personally to Pray that the Holy Spirit will begin to work in their heart. And if it's something that doesn't need immediate attention, give it a little bit of time so that the Holy Spirit can soften them and, and then talk with them. And I can almost guarantee you, coming from a home with parents who loved the Lord and who prayed for me, and I wanted to please the Lord. I loved the Lord. I grew up with a close relationship with the Lord, but that doesn't mean I wasn't admonished and doesn't mean I didn't have a sinful nature. And I I can guarantee you there were many times that the Holy Spirit prepared my heart for the conversations that were hard that my parents needed to have with me, but ended up resulting in a tender heart accepting Mm. their admonishment instead of a spirit of dissension that my sinful nature might have had.
1: Right. Oh my goodness. I love that so much. It's so yeah. important. And what a beautiful training ground that is for our children as they do grow up. If they, if they do have the Holy Spirit, they've made that decision for them to grow in their own relationship mm-hmm. with the Lord at this young age under the roof of your you know house where you're still all together and can help direct them. So I love that your mom did that too. Yes.
0: Such a gift. Such a gift. Yes. Well, Janae, thank you so much. This was wonderful. And, um, I know that moms are going to be so encouraged by this. And, uh, if you did not get to listen to the first part of this episode, if you just jumped into this part two, I would encourage you go back and listen to part one where we began this conversation really as a foundational understanding about sibling rivalry, because that's really going to encourage you as you put these practical tools into place in your home. I know that you will be encouraged by this. And, um, that it's going to really bless you as you openly seek the Lord for what He has as you train these gifts of these children that He has entrusted to you. Thanks so much, friends, for being here, and I will look forward to seeing you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below, where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at SeekHolyLiving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends.